0: It's Dr. Jim
1: and Jody. Hi,
0: man. So we were talking about how we got to sit down with Dr. John, and we had to split, split <laughs> that interview into multiple videos because it was just so much powerful information. Uh-huh. Um, but remember, we were talking about six. I mean, he was talking about his successes, and we were sitting there like kids in a candy store, like looking at him. That's and funny. then you made a comment towards to I, him.
1: I said, "It's a gift that you have," and he was like, "It's not a gift. It's work." And I think that's really cool that, like, almost everybody that we're talking to keeps saying the same thing about, like, you got to do that work to get it there.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, think, I just kind of want to go back to that yeah. for a minute so that we, they make sure they're heard. Like, yeah. there's a lot of times that we'll see people, and all we really are focusing on or sometimes what we're seeing is the end result. Mm-hmm. And we would never see the years and the time and the effort that it put for them to get where they're at. Mm-hmm. And something, you know, and like him, he was able to recognize that, you know, and he wanted to make sure like, we got that it. you got it. Like, I got it, like, it, I got it. No, no, I no, no, mean, like, <laughs> we got no, it, you know, yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh man, you're so gifted. He's like, uh-uh, uh-huh. whoa, what'd you say? Yeah. This isn't a gift. Right. Like, I put my time and work in, like, this is not just something that somebody came down and touched me and all yeah. of a sudden, you know, magic happened.
1: Yeah, it's good. So it
0: was good. It was really good. I was, um which we'll have on the show, um, a colleague and friend, uh, Dr. Chris Zaino mm-hmm. just posted a video and he'll be on the show too. But it was, um, he was Mr. Olympia, I think I got that right. I <laughs> hope I get that right, <laughs> sorry if I did not uh, But I mean this dude, his work ethic is ridiculous. I mean, he's sharing this story, if you get a chance to look on his Facebook page, how a kid was asking him, you know, he was at the gym. And he was like, how do you get arms like that? They're like 27 and, inches. And he's like, that's bigger than my thighs. <laughs> he's like, 27 years. And the kid starts laughing. He goes, no. 27 years. Like, when you were out. Like, when you were out at the club, I was sleeping. When you were skipping meals, I was eating. You know, when you were, you know. It was just like, it's so much work. And people forget that, you know, that's what it takes. Like, it takes a lot of work. It
1: does. It does. We were laughing the other day because, uh. It was a year ago, April 15th, that <laughs> Charisse is in the background going, uh uh-huh. I had texted you and I said, do you want to come over and film? I really want to get you on camera. Why? I didn't know, but I just wanted you on camera. So you came over to my condo and it was bootleg, bootleg. Like we had books stacked up and angles were horrible. The quality was horrible. It was great content, but Charisse only posted like this much of it because it was so bad. <laughs> Meaning, like the lighting, and you know how, how we had the cameras. Like she's in the background, just covering her face. But, now look at us, right? All Two of, lights. Yeah, we got a film crew, production company. <laughs> you know, but it, it it's been work. You know, yeah. and we've had to learn how things do. Like when you did your interview for Fashion Week, I told him I said I was having such a proud moments sitting by you or watching you. I'm like, he sits up tall, he smiles, and it's work. You know, you have to sit there and you have to start learning all that and how to speak properly and and how to put your time in so yeah it's been interesting so uh, again and don't think like everyone that's up here doesn't I mean we all come down here and we have times that we're like oh my gosh how do I do this you know and uh, that's when you reach out and and you ask people how to help you you know and then you watch these videos and you get these great nuggets from people
0: yeah Yeah. so just like Dr. John's about to drop right now yeah some more nuggets so thank you guys get your pen and paper for (laughs) real Bye. How often are you noticing things that are synchronous like that in your life? Oh uh, a lot. Yeah. There's
2: amazing synchronicities. Truly amazing synchronicities. Today. There's synchronicities.
0: What do you think that is for you? Like where is that is it you your presence or your like where you're like you're just so present that it just happens? Or where's
2: that I, I believe that when you're you're living congruently with your highest value and you're doing something you're inspired to do, that you are aware of things and you have more synchronicities than when you're not. And I really believe if you're, you're living as inspired as you can, you notice things in a, in a, in a synchronous way. Mm-hmm. And you just feel like things are, it just the, the network is just amazing, how you run into people. And, I mean, today I was speaking and all of a sudden I, I met a lady who came up to me at a school because I spoke to 250 young children today. Very inspiring day. And I uh, did three talks today. And one of them was this, this 250 kids. Well, the teacher came up and the first teacher came up, and she says, I've seen you. And she didn't know I was coming to speak. She says, I've seen you. In fact, one of my best friends, Amelia, do you know of a lady named Amelia Case? I said, she was just at the talk the other night, Amelia. Really? And then she says, I've got some of your books. And then all of a sudden, this other lady came up. She says, is this the guy you were telling me about? And, and, and she goes, yeah, he's coming to speak. And then we end up with this other teacher coming in, and she says, I heard you at Sci Seminars. I can't believe that I didn't know you were coming to speak today. Well, it was just put together over yesterday. I said, I "Can't believe you're doing it." And then Amelia's case's daughter happened to be at that school. We didn't wow. know that that was the school that wow. that they came. So they text uh, yeah. Amelia and Braden, her husband, made a comment and communicated back. And there was all these synchronicities just just yeah. today. We have that day after day.
1: So, but you got to reach a middle school child, and you're affecting their parents, and then. Like, it's generational now as to what's going to happen.
2: Well, I've been teaching one program that I've been doing for 28 years, and um, I've had three generations in there. Wow. I've had people, and then their children, and now their children. That's fantastic. And that is really cool to actually know them when they were born, and they're now in their 20s, to see the grandkids, and to see the third generation. I I just was in uh, Honolulu a couple days ago, three days ago, four days ago, and... um, over the weekend when I was doing the Breakthrough Experience, a gentleman came in who had his grandson in the Breakthrough Experience, and he comes in, I go, I haven't seen you in 10 years. He says, well, I've been so busy, I've not uh, been back to your programs for a while. He says, but I'm coming back, and I found out you were here, and I sent my grandson here. I said, this is your son? This is Jason's son? Uh He says, I remember when Jason just graduated from chiropractic college, and now his son, is now coming to the programs, and he's in his 20s. And I'm just going, I've known three generations.
0: That's phenomenal. And there was
2: there were six generations of doctors, and I knew three of them, and I only heard about the fourth generation, the oldest one. So, yeah, I see synchronicities almost every city. That's
1: great. Do you realize the impact that you're making on people?
2: Well, sometimes I do. I mean, sometimes you get... Uh, I, the lady who was in, uh, the other night, there was a Mongolian, there was a lo- she, young girl, yeah, Yes. Yeah. did you meet her? Mm-hmm. She was there from Mongolia? Yep. yep. And she came in, she says, I've been wanting to meet you since I found about you in Mongolia. And I said, what, 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 tell me about Mongolia. She says, oh, you're really well known in Mongolia. There's a lots of people that want to, they wanting to come and bring you there. And I said, I haven't been to Mongolia, I've been to Kazakhstan, but I haven't been to Mongolia. And she says, oh, well, we're going to figure out a way of bringing you to Mongolia. I said, Fantastic. So, you don't know. You don't really know what sometimes... With the webinars and, and podcasts right. and internet, mm-hmm. right. you know, YouTubes, you can reach people yeah. all over the world.
1: So. That's how we actually um, got started, is that we're like, we want to, like, reach people globally and show them, you know, like, there's a lot of really great stuff out there, so... Well,
2: that's it, and... and I've had a dream, I've always said since I was 20, I've said the universe is my playground, the world is my home, every country's a room in the house and every city's another platform to share my heart and soul. Ooh. So I've been saying that since I was 20. I like
1: that, yeah. <laughs> and I And I
2: live on a ship called the world that goes to every country on the world. And the, it launched 15 years, I've been living under 15 years, and 15 years ago it launched in Norway. And the night before it launched, the captain, who's a Viking, a red-haired uh, Viking guy, mm-hmm. He goes and says, so welcome to your home, the world. Every country is a room in your home. And I've been saying that all those years. When he said that, I just got a tear in my eye. Wow. It's amazing what you say to yourself, how you manifest things in your life. Yeah, Yeah, that's great.
1: So do you have like a a ritual of like, or or your intentions that you say every single morning? Or do you have like meditation
2: that you do? Yeah, I do meditations, not like a ritual, but... uh, you know, I, sometimes I'll be on a flight. Sometimes I'll be in between talks. I'll, I'll do meditation. But um, I have a pretty good ritual. I document every night. In fact, you guys are already in there. Oh. I, I document uh, the gratitude of what I get to do every day.
1: Wow. Thank so you. that's
2: every single day. It's, hey, thank it's, you. I can show it to you. In fact, it's right there. on that, that Right above D-Y. that page. You'll see that, it on there.
1: That's really neat.
2: It's, it's right there. But I, I type in that... Uh, I didn't have all the names, so I'm going to type in the names after tonight. I didn't have everybody's name. But I type in there, I had the opportunity to be interviewed by yourself, and, and so I, I put those things in there, and then I, everything I get to do, the kids today, and the doctor, two doctor talks, and another interview I did, and everything I get to do, I document every day, things I'm grateful for. So
1: it's like, I wish all of you guys would understand that, like, you need to celebrate every single moment and have gratitude for it, so well, take note on everything that. everything
2: is on the way. And if not, we see it in the way. And when we see it in the way, we've got resistance. And if we see it on the way, we've got assistance. And we, yeah. o- we open up to the synchronicities. Yeah. So it's, a, it's our responsibility to stop. My, I was born on Thanksgiving Day in America.
1: Mm, really? And,
2: and my mother told me when I was four to make sure I counted my blessings. Because mm. if I'm grateful for what I've got, I get more to be grateful for. So right. I, I document. I have the largest collection of gratitude to anybody ah. ever met.
0: So when you're... so. Like, when you were getting started, I'm sure you had some sort of daily ritual or things that you were doing in order to get you where you're at now. Are
2: those still the same, or do you hold any of those, or have you... Well, when I when I first... My first speech, first student, uh, I was a 375-pound Afro-American woman who wanted me to teach her yoga.
1: Really? <laughs>
2: that was my first one. I love it. Because <laughs> I was the thinnest kid in the class, and she was the biggest I girl in the it. class, and... I guess I attracted that opposite, complimentary opposite. Uh-huh. And uh, she was lovely. She never could do yoga hardly, but she was a lovely spirit. And then I had a Persian gentleman that wanted me to teach him meditation. I was 18 at the time. And then a group of kids asked me to tutor him on math. So that was the first time I had a group presentation. And I was 18 at the time. And then I did, the, in 19 I was teaching classes and tutoring. And then when I turned 20, I went to the University of Houston. And I started having classes out under the trees every day. Or in a cafeteria if it was raining or cold. And 100 to 150 students, sometimes 400 students would gather every day. And so I was just answering questions and talking on whatever I was studying. And I was researching every day, all day long, just everything I could learn. And I'd just sharing. And then when I went on to professional school, I, started con- I continued that ritual. And I did it, but I did it in my apartment every night. Mm-hmm. So I would read and a lot of books during the day, and then I would lecture at night. And I never stopped, so when I got into practice... I just kept lecturing as a way of building my practice. And that was the most powerful way of reaching more people and generating patients. And then I started lecturing to other health professionals. And it just kept growing around the world. So, That's... But I knew since I was 17 that I wanted to travel the world. I, I had a painting. I have a beautiful painting, I have to show it to you, of, of me standing on a balcony 40 feet above a square with a million people in it. And the backdrop oh. is one of the tallest buildings, from, an icon building from every major city in the world. And I had really? it painted by a fa- famous Andrew Tischler. And he painted this. It sits in my office as a metaphor and a mission oh. of what I'm doing. And I carry that picture with me where I go. He was just on the, our ship just the other day, in fact, in Sydney. That's fascinating.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You just gave us a really great idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, well, in my, my, my practice, I had uh, clocks from around the world and murals of, of, of maps from around the world. Because uh-huh. I always envision global.
1: So, so you travel on your ship a lot. Or,
2: well, or... I'm I'm traveling most of the time by air. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not, by traveling on the air, I'll be on my ship. Nice. And my ship is traveling, so I can't sit still. My mom yeah. told me, you need to sit still. And I said, it's impossible on a spinning earth. There you go. <laughs> I said, practice what you preach, Mom. The thing is moving 1,000 miles an hour. It's moving around the system. So I started quoting all those numbers. to so she goes, okay, it's not what I meant.
1: <laughs> that's fantastic. So I'm always
2: on the go. So wow. if there's somebody like that
0: that's... Or their feelings What would you suggest for somebody that's feeling stuck? That sees somebody like yourself that like wants to take action or wants to have something bigger happen in their life, but they just feel like they're not going to be able to get
2: there. They can't do it. Like, what would you suggest the first thing? Well, it's impossible. It's impossible not to get what you want if you never give up on it. Mm -hmm. I always say that if you never give up on something, everybody else dies out. You end up at the top. (laughs) (laughs) You got to stay with something. I figured if I keep speaking, eventually all the rest of the speakers are dead.
0: When I'm, I'm 100, racing. I'm the only guy. They go, okay, the guy's,
2: he's doing the right part. But um, taking it, that's right. But outlive everybody else. Yeah, outlive everybody <laughs> If you really want something, you won't give up on it.
1: Right.
2: So anytime you give up on something that really wasn't important to you, if you say something's important to you, but you need to be reminded to do it, it's not important to you. you know, I don't ever need to be reminded to research or I travel teach I do it every day. There's no, there's no question that's going to be done. You can count on me to doing that. Because that's what means something to me. You can't rely on me to cook. I don't cook. <laughs>
1: <Or> <laughs> Last dry. time
2: I cooked, I was 24.
1: <laughs> you can't rely on
2: me to drive. I haven't driven in 26 years. I don't even deal with cars. So I, I've delegated everything but research, I travel, teach. Yeah. So
1: now, that's, that's it. Do you find time for yoga or any
2: of that? I do some yoga. I do uh, stretching and yoga. Right. But uh, not as extensive as I used to. I used to teach it, but now I, I, I just do it personally. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. How do you keep that
0: level of, um, I guess, inspiration, motivation to continue that day? And how
2: long have you been doing this now? Uh, well, I'm going on 45 years. 45 years. Has your goal ever changed? Have you ever so like- the, the goal of being a... a I wanted to study universal laws as it relates to mind, body, and spirit, particularly as it relates to healing. And I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to step foot in every country on the face of the earth. And I wanted to share my research findings with people and inspire people to live a more extraordinary and more amazing life. And to help people raise and expand their awareness and potential. That's since I was 17, 18. The the night of 17, a week before my 18th birthday, that's what I compiled. So did
1: you write that out? Well, with the
2: help of Paul Bryan. I, I, I didn't have it quite as articulate as that. Yeah. But I've, I have my mission statement that is with me. It's been updated 70 times, uh-huh. and I can trace it all the way back to the handwritten one in 1972. Wow. So I've never that's thrown so them good. away. I just kept them all in there. Stored some of them in the office, but when the computer came along, they, now they've been on computer. So I can literally show you year by year going back. Oh,
1: that's and cool. how the
2: mission statement changed, add a word, add a phrase, play with it. Yeah. But the mission statement is kept refined.